Hey, what's up? How you doing? How's your How's your week been? Honestly, I like it's it's amazing. I'm either I'm either having really good um, successes, or I'm I'm or I'm going through like adversity, which is causing me to grow. So, like objectively, it's great. That's like, good, I'm, man. I'm healthy. Life's good. You know. That's good. That's good. That's good. Can't, yeah, yeah. Uh, can't complain. Can't complain on my end. You know, spending spending good quality time with the family. <laughs> yeah, spending spending good quality time. So I uh, can't uh, can't complain about that. So, uh, so uh, just real quick, everybody, um, we've been getting a lot of feedback uh, from last week's uh, episode. Um, we did have uh, just a couple little uh, hiccups, some technical difficulties. Uh, me and Caleb are working through the kinks, uh, so please uh, be patient. Uh, we will we will get these ironed out. Uh, but all those that are listening, we really appreciate um, you tuning in uh, every week and and uh, giving us feedback. So we really appreciate that want to give my wife a shout out for uh grilling me right away at 7 a.m shout out Lindsay. Um, sh- grilled kayla too but it's all good it's it's all good right <laughs> yeah we appreciate the opportunity and we're humbled that you know the the listeners that we do have care and we 100 percent are working on our sound quality um but one thing at a time uh on today's episode we're going to be interviewing curtis larson um, we don't want to get too far into the weeds on that. We'll let kind of you, or we'll let him, excuse, excuse me. We'll let him tell you guys what he does, but he and I had a professional relationship that turned into a close friendship. And after listening to the podcast, I think you'll, you'll know why. So today's special guest, I'm going to turn it over to Caleb to have him introduced. Hey, good morning. Today on the podcast, we are interviewing um, a good friend of mine and also a a business colleague of mine, Curtis Larson. Um, Curtis works as a home inspector, but he truly is much more than that. And I'm not going to steal any of his thunder without further ado. Curtis, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. That's my, my sound effects. Sorry. (laughs) Curtis why don't you tell our listeners um, kind of our new our new flow here has been kind of who you are what you do and why you do it so uh, yeah Curtis Larson I am a home inspector out of the Minneapolis St. Paul area Um, my company is Marigold Home Inspections and we just we work on with basically majority of its realtors are, are, are feeding us um, buyers who are looking to purchase the home and we help uh, that process move it along. Um, now, the reason I do it is because I love helping people and I just love connecting with others. And it also gives me a great balance of being able to work independently and uh, with people on that last hour of the inspection process. Mm. Nice. That, that is true. And I, and I will just say, you know, put my realtor hat on real quick. I mean, you are a you're a very important part of the process because usually a buyer just you know got the good news like, 
hey, you just got the house. And they're like, oh, sometimes they go through that thought process like, what did I just do? And you truly, <laughs> you truly help them, you know, like, hey, yep, it's just the house. You know, here's a couple, you know, here's the things we found. So I know just on my side professionally, I think you do a good job. No, thank you. And that's, that's one of the most fun things. Is sometimes some people are all set and they're ready to go and they're like, hey, I know exactly what I'm buying. And then there's other people on the opposite spectrum that are scared. They're pooping their pants just because they just made the biggest decision of their life. And they're like, oh, what am I going to do now? Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's fun to be a part of that. Nice, nice. Curtis, what made you um, want to do um, home inspections? So I guess I can't think of one particular thing that made me want to do home inspections. The more you get to know me, you'll know that I truly, I love pretty much everything and I love pretty much everyone. So I, I want to be friends with just about everyone. I'm okay with people if they don't like me, but my goal is always like, I, I try to see the good in people. And I also am just wildly fascinated with about just about everything um minus a few just a handful of things but, <laughs> <laughs> but for, i'm just always looking at opportunity um and what made me want to become a home inspector was just i had a buddy that uh that was becoming a home inspector and he kind of asked for my two cents on it and i so i started doing a little business valuation of it um of what he was looking at getting into and I was like, man, I, I, I could really like doing this. So then me and him started talking. And so then I found a couple inspectors, a shadow and, and follow around. And I realized that, Hey, I do really like doing this. And I think I could be really good at it. I think we should yeah. continue that story. I mean, kind of, you know, one of my next questions that I've, I've kind of heard this, but not the whole thing is like, continue that train of thought. How did you get started then? And, you know, give us a little background about your business and where it was and where it is today. Yeah. So, um, I ended up connecting with a, a good friend of mine that was wanting to become a home inspector. Um, we kind of went through the process. He was looking at getting into it. He was leaving corporate America. I was looking for something to do. I was actually, um, a children's pastor at the time. And so I, I, hopped in and started going alongside him. But as we were working alongside each other, we found that um, our ideas of, of creating this business were two totally different businesses. Um, he was still want to be a home inspector, but he had a much different train of thought. I was very focused on like, hey, what can I do with social media and the internet making easy functions for scheduling and stuff like that. And he was like, you know, I just want people to call me and I want them to, uh, I just want to have like a little business and make my, my little egg and that's all I really need. So we kind of went on our, our separate ways with this. Um, he actually started out about a year ahead of me. And then I started in, my first inspection was, it's been just over two years. So it was April 12, 2018. Um, and I, I started contacting realtors on April 1st. So I, I kind of decided I was going to go around along this route. I had done some shadowing and then I'd done a bunch of training online and I just said, Hey, January 1st, I'm going to start building this. 
April 1st, I started talking to realtors. I didn't even hardly tell anyone what I was doing until it was ready to launch. Mm. Um, started April 12th. I, I got good traction right away. I, the way I did it is I didn't go after my, the people that I really knew that were realtors for the most part. I just went after realtors that I thought would be a good fit. Um, and I was able to just gain business easily. Um, in that uh, first six months, I was, I mean, just any startup, I kind of doing other things to make ends meet. And then when uh, six months came around, I actually had a guy call me out of the blue, the inspector. I'm laying on my couch in the middle of the afternoon because I'm not full. And I'm reading a book. <laughs> <laughs> I get a call and this guy goes, I'm so-and-so and I, uh, I have this construction company. I'm like, oh, great. Like, he probably came in after me. He found something that I didn't find. He's going to tell me how stupid I am. And so, like, I just <laughs> and he goes, I'm looking at getting out of the business. I found your website, and I was wondering if you'd be interested in buying my company. And I was absolutely shocked. Um, so I went from that to I met with him. I said, I wasn't sure if this is even legitimate. I wasn't sure if anyone liked him. I met with him about uh, two weeks later. We had lunch. I had him bring his financials. I looked at it. I was like, this seems like a no-brainer for what he wants. So I bought his company um, six months in. And uh, what a great move it's been for me. Mm. Uh, Cooper, I'm going to – I got to sneak one more question in. No, you're good. Before I let, before I let you do your thing. Um, <laughs> when you initially – we're talking with your friend who was an inspector and you guys had kind of the, you know, difference of opinions on, you know, how one should build a business. One thing that Cooper and I always talk about when, you know, we mastermind together is like, we got to think big, you know, this is a great idea. What's the bigger version of it. What do you think, you know, deep down in your core values, you know, what motivated you to, you know, not just want to, you know, make your egg and call it good. Like, why'd you want to blow this up? Well, my biggest thing is I, I knew I could do a bunch of inspections um, and I could make a lot of money, but my goal wasn't to do 30 inspections a week and kill myself to do it. And, and really one of my strongest skills is leading teams, leading others. And um, I've just always been gifted at seeing the bigger picture and, and how mm. to get there. And I was like, hey, I, really what my goal is is not to be a huge inspection firm. I don't want to have inspectors. I want to have five inspectors. I want to have five people working alongside me. I'm more fulfilled when I have multiple people working with me. I, I feel like I can, bring, I can bring value to other people's lives. And really, I just, I felt like that was the direction I needed to go where he was like, hey, I just want to be one guy and I, I want to have freedom to travel and spend time with my family. I'm, anyone that knows me knows I'm pretty involved in everything. I, I mm. coach my kids teams. We, we try to travel as a family. I try to not work all the time and to um, just really be there for my family because my family's young and that's where, uh, that's my main priority. Priority two is making a buck. Mm-hmm. No, that's good. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's yeah, that's good. Um, I was gonna ask Curtis, um, in your, you know, your transition into starting your own company, then per, you know, purchasing this other gentleman's company, 
Um, was there any like fear or um, hesitation that you had to overcome? And, and um, you know, what, you know, how did you over, overcome it? You know, I, I really wasn't very fearful of it. Um, it wasn't a huge risk. And the thing is, is, my wife's very supportive of me. And I basically, when I decided to get into home inspecting, I had two different routes I could go career-wise. And I, was, I had two different job offer, offers. And I, I asked her, I said, hey, um, this is a very secure job here. I mean, it's not what I want to do forever, but it has good benefits. It has... Um, very good retirement. I, it's very safe. I'll never get fired. Um, it has pretty good PTL, but I wasn't going to be fulfilled there. And then I had like this chance over here on the left where I could start a home inspection company. And I knew I could have some degree of success, but there's no telling what that could be. And so she supported me through that. And so when I brought up buying another company, she was supportive of me again and, and you know, just said, Hey, if you think it's a good idea, I trust you. Go for it. And so, mm. it wasn't anything to be scared of, in my opinion. That sounds like you have a very healthy thought process. You know, when when it comes to, you know, making business decisions, you know, to make it very logical. You know, one plus one equals two. Um, that sounds good. Yeah, I do try to. I mean, I always try to simplify things. You don't need to make things more complicated than you need to be. I feel like. A lot of times, uh, just with our natural thought process, we want to make things greater. And we try to create things that just really aren't um, replicatable. Um, and so when you can't replicate something, I, I wonder, is it worthwhile? Is it scalable? Is it, can it be replicated? Can I do, can five people do what I'm doing? And if not, I'm like, why are we doing this in the first place? I have a personal anecdote to share. Um I'm in a, you know, just a handful of real estate masterminds and, you know, you get enough people together, you're going to get a very, you know, it's going to be a diverse group, you know, whether you're trying to or not. And, you know, being in the middle of a pandemic, you have the people that are, you know, the sky's falling, everything's bad. And you have people that are even killed and take one day at a time. But the specific real estate mastermind group I was in, um, somebody, somebody mentions like, Hey, you know, like, my income is uncertain in the future, you know, who has a side hustle and it's a pretty large real estate mastermind group I'm a part of. And I think the thread had somewhere like 800 comments on it. And my first thought was perfect. I love business ideas. This will be a quick little 10 minute read. Let me see if I get any good gems out of here. You know what I mean? And to your point, like, everything that I'm doing or you're doing, someone else has already done. So there probably isn't a need to complicate it. There's probably someone who's done it or is going to do it even better than you, but that doesn't mean that, you know, you can't replicate it and have a chunk of the success. So I a hundred percent agree with you right there. Yeah. No, I, it's, you don't want to recreate the wheel if you don't have to. I mean, someone else has went through the pain. Don't, you don't need to do it. Yeah. No, that's that's. I mean, I just watched. Uh, Cooper is going to give me so much grief. Don't for say this, it. Because I did. It. I did watch Don't a movie. I watched a movie. Uh, I watched. Uh, uh, what's okay. the movie about the Social Network? Okay, I thought you were going to talk about the Tiger King for a second. 
no, 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 I'm not. No. We'll, we'll, <laughs> another podcast, another podcast. We'll save that for another time. But I just, I was just watching uh, the the Social Network, Mark Zuckerberg, and Friendster and MySpace was a thing, right? And what did he do? He just, you know, made he just made some tweaks and look what Facebook is today. I don't even want to know how much you know, what their evaluation is. It's definitely starts with a B. Um, but that, you know, that's a great point, Curtis. Tiger King, that'll come another time. Oh, let's, let's not go there. Oh. Curtis, have you seen Tiger uh, King? Oh, I'm going to bring it there man. right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we, uh, we made through that. Those are real people, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so Cooper called me. Let's and, not, you know, let's not like, go there. Hey, tell me you haven't watched it. Right. And I said, Cooper, when you start watching it and you realize that these are actually real people, you actually like you have to see it to come to you know for it's, you have to see it for it's what it's it is. It's all good. It's all good. I'm not. He's on team holdout. I'm not judging nobody. I'm not. You know, like you know, we got time to kill. So I mean, it is what it is. Um, I'm proud of you, <laughs> uh, Curtis. I want to talk a little bit. Uh, you, when you're explaining your story, you said that you didn't want to be the the solo guy doing, you know, 30 inspections a week, you wanted to um, have a group of four to five guys. Um, And like in today's, you know, in the U S especially, there's a lot of companies that only have one employee, you know, the, the owner basically. Um, Could you just, you know, talk about why it's so important to build a team around you if, if you're trying to grow, uh, your business. Yeah. And I think it's whenever you're building a team, I, my goal is always to be the weakest member of the mm. team. I'm always looking for people that mm. are smarter than me, have different skills than me um, that, that are going to make our team stronger. Cause I know we all have deficiencies and I, I try to be aware of my deficiencies. And so, I mean, I think one of the keys is if you want to have a really strong company, having those people around you that complete you are important. It's just like any relationship, whether it's your family or your marriage or your business, they're all very similar in that way. You got to all have responsibilities. And the other reason for me is that I, I don't want to work forever. I don't want to, there's no value. If I'm the value to the company and I'm working 80 hours a week, what happens when I disappear? It's, it's really Mm -hmm. hard for those one person companies to be able to pass it on to somebody else and i mean prime example is the business that i purchased so the business i purchased um i was introduced to the top 50 realtors that that guy was working with in person i would sit at a coffee shop and i would have a coffee every half an hour for eight hours a day every tuesday for five weeks and one, I had a lot of coffee every <laughs> single day. I'd be like, I don't need more than three coffees, but it always turned into I had more than three coffees. Oh man! And we, uh, but I thought like these these are my big ticket guys. These are the, the guys and gals that are going to take me to the next level. And what coincidentally happened through that with this one man shop that he was is that his top ten realtors. I only work with two of them now. And most of them didn't hardly even give me a shot. It was other people on his list, the people that he didn't didn't use very much or 
didn't like the way that he did it, when I brought a different flavor to it, they were like, oh, I'll give Curtis a shot. And then I was able to win their business. And some of them are my, my most consistent customers. Hmm. Hmm. Nice. Um, this is way off topic. Um, Starbucks or Caribou? I mean, I don't really care. I, I, get <laughs> wow. I, I, have wow. beer, I have beer things to do. Then I mean, both of them have good coffee. I just, I mean, not the right answer care. is caribou. Uh, okay. All right, Caleb, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was that's a good. If I can go back in time, I wouldn't change it. Hey, I'm glad that you're on the last episode, Curtis. I'm glad it's you. <laughs> wow. You know, we we had a we had a good run. <laughs> Um, you know, let's, let's bring it back to, um, kind of our flow. Uh, you talked about the team and leveraging your strengths. Um, could you talk maybe about other specific relationships before you were a home inspector mm-hmm. that kind of, you know, they're on your Mount Rushmore of people that have influenced you maybe before you even started this business. And then maybe people that, you know, help push you while you're in this business. Yeah. So, I mean, I could go on and on and on about these people, but I mean, the first guy on this list would be Doug Engelman. When I was 14 years old, I got a job working at the local little league park. It's actually coincidentally the park that my kid plays at that I played at, but oh, that's awesome. Came back to Rapids, but in some capacity still there, but Doug was a retired man. Um, that all he did is take care of the ball field. And when I say all he did, like, that's a tremendous job. We have five ball fields. We had a thousand kids playing in the league at that time. And he made that thing. That was his little place of heaven. I mean, if a line wasn't straight, but he, if I didn't make a straight line, he would come out there and he'd be like, get a broom, wipe out that chalk line and make another line. If hmm. I didn't dig a hole the right way, he would tell me to dig another hole right next to it and fill up the other hole. That happened. Wow. And <laughs> That's crazy. The little thing of, hey, this is this is what you need to do to be successful. And he was just very um, – he had great leadership and, like, gave you freedom to fail, um, but he expected you to do it the right way. And I worked under him for four summers. Um, it was great working under him. And then after, after high school and college, I ended up having a sports fishing business. And I, I met an umpire. Anyone that's played baseball in the Twin Cities knows this guy. His name's Larry Gallagher. Um, he is, I think he's 80 years old right now. Um, when I first met him, he was early 70s. And he was still doing um, Division II college baseball. And that man um, gives back to people um, more than anyone I've ever seen. He loves the game of baseball. But when this is all coming down, with all this COVID stuff and coming down, he calls me out of the blue. He's just, how are you holding up? How are, I, I hadn't talked to him in close to a year. He was just saying, like, how are you? Like, what can I do for you? Where can I lend a hand um, and support? And I, that was, was very touching when we did that. But when I was umpiring, and I'd umpire for him, um, he was my mentor, and he was – every little detail mattered. Um, and he taught me to never take a shortcut. 
I remember one of my evaluations, you have your clicker um, in your left hand when you're umpiring baseball. And in between innings, I put my clicker in my right pocket. And during the evaluation, post evaluation, he's going, why did you put your clicker in your right pocket? I'm like, I don't know, it was between innings and I didn't want to hold it in my hand. He's like, well, if you're going to do that, just put it in your left pocket because there's less waste and movement. Mm. <laughs> Man. <laughs> that he was on top of and he'd be like, hey, uh, you can't have, it was, he was very old school mentality brought to it, but he could understand where the game was going and new school mentalities. And so he would, you kind of embrace both, and it was uh, a special skill. That's a wild story, Curtis. And the fact that he called you during COVID, I mean, let's say, you know, let's say we all have a thousand phone numbers and, you know, saved in our in our phone. And I bet you each of us maybe got like five of those calls, you mm-hmm. know, and half of them are probably from family or your best friend. Yeah. But when you have those, you know, when those people in your life were like, I think you said he's like one of the biggest givers. I mean, I bet you that's someone that we all strive to be. So like that, that I love, I love everything about that story. Yeah. And to be honest, like it makes me feel special. And I feel like, Hey, I'm probably like one of the 10 people I called, but in reality, he probably called 200 people. Um, and I, and that just shows his reach and the impact that he has on people is that everyone, when they see his name come across the phone, they answer and it's not because Larry can take you somewhere because Larry is just that genuine man that you want he cares be. about you yeah you want to be Larry mm. so um in terms of so those are a couple beforehand um uh, before I got into inspecting um some during inspecting so it's kind of weird inspectors are all kind of territorial and they don't like each other and I like everybody, so it's kind of a <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Realtors are like that too sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I just don't fit in in that sense. So, um, yeah. two people that have impacted me the most as far as inspecting is um, my good friend Zach. That's been inspecting. He's actually working alongside me some. Um, he is an inspector as well, and it's been good just to bounce ideas off of him, tell him what I'm doing, I hear what he's doing, um, and me and him are. We also officiate sports together. We have a long-standing relationship. We played on softball teams together. We've officiated on the same football crew around the same. Uh, we ref a lot of basketball games together, and so mm-hmm. we have a, a very strong working relationship where we can kind of tell people or tell each other how it is, which is very valuable. Um, and then the others, just like watching people like you, Caleb and, and Steve and Joey, and and then some of my other teams, like the Live Realty team, where they're just they're going and getting it and it's fun to just to see their energy and see the pulse that they have on the market and think, Hey, what can I do to help make their lives better? But also what can I do to just uh, mirror what they're doing, even though we're in slightly different um, fields. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It is motivating. People are magnetic, you know, positivity, energy, success cooper and i talk all the time i think one of the things that drew cooper and i together initially is we we're you know our our friend circle just kind of kept getting smaller and smaller you know like we only wanted Mine's to still be getting with... smaller <laughs> 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 yeah yeah like i said you know it's been a good run this is the last episode you know <laughs> 
that's, no, that's I, I, I love what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, C- Curtis, I was going to ask, um, so um, in your business, um, what was the most uh, like recent thing that happened uh, to you that was kind of like, uh, you know, like another light bulb, like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm on the right path. I, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, um, kind of some some wins that I've had since the beginning of the year are just I hit a max capacity last year. So my first year, um, I set a very reasonable amount of inspections that I wanted to do in my first year where I would feel like, hey, I'm working in the right direction. And then I set a goal for year number two. But with my lifestyle and wanting to be there and be active in my family's lives and everything, I, I knew that I was pretty much reaching capacity. And so I needed to find um, a, another inspector and a couple people to help me. And since the beginning of the year, um, one of my good friends with also inspector, Zach, he's come alongside to work with me. Um, and it's, that has been such, such a blessing just because it's taken a bunch of load off my plate. Cause normally, I mean, you don't want to turn away business. So, if someone asked me to do an inspection, I'd figure out a way to make it happen. And it's been nice that he can kind of take some of that overflow and just alleviate that for me. And then another thing is, I I mean, I was really thinking hard about, like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to um, duplicate myself? And I had uh, a guy named Blake call me out of the blue um, over Christmas. He just or actually sent me an email and he said, hey, um, I just finished up my construction degree at North Pennington. I am interested in becoming a home inspector, um, and I want to I want to start my own company, but it, could you point me in the right direction? And immediately when I sat down with this guy, I'm like, he needs to come work alongside me. And so it's been, it's been great um, just starting that process with him and going from back to – remembering back to when I first started home inspecting, and having to create a plan to get him to where I am, but to skip all the crappy parts that no one wants to mm-hmm. so recreating the wheel. It's just mm-hmm. let's try to figure out what things worked, what things didn't work. He doesn't have to do all the experimenting. And then there's going to be some things that worked for him that didn't work for me. And he's going to create his own style out of this. Um, but I think we have a really good plan and base set up that he should be ready to go here early this summer. Mm. Nice. That's nice. Um, so what, uh, Curtis, what goals, uh, do you have like down the road here for, for your businesses? Yeah. What, what are, what are, what are your, maybe your, maybe like, you know, one year goals to, or, and maybe tell us, what are you dreaming about? What, what's your five-year plan? Yeah. So my goals for this year um, are one, um, I, for my inspection company, I want to, um, I want to make sure that I get these, that at least one other inspector up and running full time. Um, and my goal is by year five with an inspection company to have a five inspector firm. Um, mm-hmm. At this point, that is where I want to kind of stop it. I don't want to get too big, but who knows? I mean, things evolve, things change as you go. Um, and I think that 
that's something that can always be changing. Um, some of my, my personal goals are I, I officiate uh, basketball and I, I just, I love the challenge of, of getting out there and getting on the court and being able to be competitive without playing anymore and to give back to these, these kids and these college athletes. And, and it's, it's a ton of fun being out there. And I, I just want to continue to get better at that craft. It's another craft that has a lot of the same principles. You have to work hard just like you do in home inspecting. You have to make those contacts just like you do in home inspecting. I'm going to grow my business. I'm going to grow the people that I'm along coming alongside. Um, and so being a part of that, I'd like to get into to division two basketball um, for college. And that's kind of my immediate goal there. And then um, I also have another um, business I'm starting up with uh, Caleb and a couple other people that I really want to pour into. And just, I think that could, could really go some places. So I really just want to pour a lot of time into that. And then I'm always whole, just always trying to learn, try to explore new opportunities that come our way. Because if we just leave ourselves open to those opportunities, then you can actually receive them instead of being closed off and not allowing yeah. yourself to um, to even be presented them. It, it it's that is that is such a great point. And I don't I don't mean to hijack your point, but anytime your phone number is you know public. Cause you know, you're, you work for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. You never know who is going to call you with an opportunity. You know what I mean? A lot of times when Curtis's phone rings, I'm, I'm sure it's, you know, it's a potentially a realtor calling, right? Now, Oh, maybe I can book an inspection just from the micro level. But to your point from the macro level, um, that, you know, the guy that you purchased, uh, an inspecting business called you out of the blue, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And Blake, um, you know, potentially your, you know, soon to be first right hand man called you out of the blue and you just, you had a great analogy there of just, you know, leaving the door open or it's okay for the door to open. And so that's a phenomenal point. And, um, I definitely see how you being open, you're not a rigid person, Curtis, you kind of just, you, 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 you know, you see opportunities because you're not just staring down the blinders if that makes sense yeah and i think um that just comes with i think that comes with uh with time you gotta one you have to be rigid to start being good at at what you do um and when it comes down to like starting different this is not my first business i've started and so i you start seeing parallels between the businesses and so at first i was really rigid i was like no this is the way to do it and then you start realizing Hey, there are more ways to do it. And mm. you just continually open yourself up to those things and realize, Hey, other people are better at these things than I am. And that's, that just provides those opportunities for you. And if you can just realize that there's other people around you, they have, they have a completely different perspective and a completely different way of thinking. And it's going to help drive you to where you want to go just by allowing them in your life. Mm-hmm. Being yeah. open-minded. Cooper, did you ever have a good relationship with a football official? Is that a, is that a trick question? Or? I, I'm just, I'm just wondering, you know, I, part of me is thinking like, man, I wonder if Curtis ever <laughs> officiated uh, Cooper well, I was gonna, well, back I, in the day. Well, 
wait. I'll, so I'll answer your question, but I was going to ask Curtis, did you ever officiate any basketball games with Caleb playing? Oh, okay. no. I've, okay. Uh, Thank God. Right. If you ever want to see me get mad, <laughs> that would have been the time. Uh, so to answer your question, um, Caleb, there. so there is one – there is one uh, official that actually he was my uh, receiver coach in high school, and uh, he happened to be up here at NDSU when I was playing a couple times, and uh, we we would chit chat here and there. But I mean, that's so yeah. I have one that I know, but other than that, yeah, yeah you went Woodbury, to Woodbury, you know? right? Curtis, do you ever you I mean you ever remember just a freak athlete? Wide receiver back in the day, no nope. for Woodbury. Yeah, I don't think I. I mean, I'm older than you, Caleb. I don't. And I, I don't. That, that's what I mean. You were officiating <laughs> by then, probably. Yeah, probably right. This that, is perfect timing. Not at that level, oh. but mm. I mm. remember Cooper. I, I just know from, from here. Kurt. <laughs> 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 oh, so I want. I do want to. I do want to ask one question, um, Curtis. Have you have you gotten any um uh how should I say it? So has like let's say in uh when someone's trying to buy a, a property um and they need to get an inspector, have you been on the do not call list ever? Um I guess I don't know exactly what you're asking. What do you so, mean by that? Yeah, I'm curious so, too. You know, I was in, I, I was looking at a couple of units and this seller, you, you know, I was working with my realtor and he gave me like, okay, these are the, the inspections we should get. Well, the seller says, oh, don't, don't contact such, such and such. And it was crazy enough. Like the one that we picked was the guy <laughs> that, that she, that, that she didn't <laughs> want to do the inspection. Right. And so he so he the the inspector ended up calling the seller and just wondering like oh why you know why uh why am i on your like a do not call us or a do not call it and so she just told him that well this was like five ten years ago she tells him oh um you know i i had a potential uh buyer but because you know you gave me such a a bad inspection, I end up losing the client. And so I, I don't know. I just, it was, I just, so I just had to ask. That's the first time I've ever heard of having a do, a do not call. Oh, I know that's a thing. Uh, Curtis, have you, have you dealt with that? Yeah. No one, no one has uh, told me if I'm on such a list. <laughs> <laughs> It may not be a specific like do not call list, but I mean, there's a very large company in town that I won't bring up Mm -hmm. that if I have, you know, a listing, I represent the seller. I'm not extremely excited if the buyers choose said company, right? Um, That's just me like, oh, what am I going to have to deal with this time? Uh, But it's funny that the the seller told you specifically. Yeah, it was, it was crazy inspector. because <laughs> like literally it was like three to four names and I like had called all of them. And I was like, oh yeah, we'll just go with this guy. 
and yeah, it was him. Like, oh, <laughs> so I, yeah, so I had, I had, to, I had to ask. That's all. Have you gotten any scuffles with homeowners, Curtis? Yeah, I mean, so dealing with problems, and that's basically what I do as an official, um, and as a homeowner. Problems. Right, all I do all day, every day, is deliver bad. So <laughs> we generally get pretty good at it when you do it all the time. So there's been uh, three people that haven't been happy with me in my two years, and we've always found a way to resolve it. I think I've always resolved it well. They haven't ever been mad beyond that. Um, sometimes it's my mistake. Sometimes it's their mistake. That's just life. I'm only in the house for three yeah. hours. I can't get everything. So. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. That's true. Uh, Curtis, I know you're a huge reader, so I'm going to steal, you know, every, it's cool. You read, everyone knows that besides reading, you know, what do you, what do you do to work on yourself as a business owner, as a person, as someone who, you know, is clearly um, trying to be more than just live a regular life? Yeah. Yeah. So I try to do a few different things. So as far as reading, I, I try to read a while wide range of books um i don't want them to be like all business books or all um self-help books or all um, religious i i try to and it, it helps me stay motivated just by bouncing around to different topics um that all interest me as far as outside of reading um i listen to a lot of podcasts um i have we have continuing education credits that we got to do. And I think it's just important to keep up on those things and find things that, um, that, uh, no one likes continuing education. I don't care how much. <laughs> Correct. You have. Do you hate your continuing education? <laughs> I'm sorry for, that's gotta be a tough job is doing this continuing education. Oh, being those educators. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I try to I try to stay up on those and try to to maintain those. And then I also am a part of a, just a a group of inspectors that's more business minded uh, nationally, and they have uh, different conferences, different masterminds that go on throughout the year. And then there's weekly calls and um, just hearing from people that are going in similar directions, even if I don't agree with the direction they're necessarily going, but just hearing their thought processes has been really good um just seeing those structures that they have set up because again we don't need to recreate the wheel we look at someone that you want to be like and just start emulating little things about them you don't have to copy every last thing about them talk like them look like them but you do have to do the little things that got them there. Mm. yeah seeing other people's perspectives is it's i mean there's always someone smarter or somebody with a different just outlook that that's awesome. Yeah. I haven't had an original thought in my entire life. <laughs> hey, as a, I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't know. As long as either. it works. As long as it works. Yep. <laughs> Cooper, what else you got for Curtis? Do you have any, uh, books, Curtis? I know you said you, you read a wide range, um, <clears throat> of books do you have one or two you know that you've read that's like oh that's that's a that's in my top my top five top five favorite yep 
Yeah, so I, I think you guys are reading for your book club a great one, Rich Dad Poor Dad. That's an easy read. Um, I think it's going to hit a wide range of people that are listening to this show. Um, there's a book by Jerry B. Jenkins called Verbal Judo. Um, he was an L.A. cop, and it just talks about like how to rearrange and to say things differently um, so it doesn't come off so aggressive and diffusing instead of, mm. instead of bringing people up. It's, I got it for officiating, but I, I see it all the time when I'm talking to my kids or talking to homeowners. Yeah. And I just try to yeah. use verbiage that's soft or that's not going to escalate a situation. Um, it's a, another, not a real hard read. It's about 170 pages, I think. It's called Verbal Judo. Verbal Judo. Jerry B. Jenkins. Oh, that's he's got a heck of a name too. It's uh, Jerry B. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it was written also. I, it's got to be at least twenty years ago, probably closer to thirty. But it, every once in a while, you'll read something there and be like, "Ooh, yeah, that that probably worked then." That's uh, probably can't say that now. Still, <laughs> it's very, very good. Um, just yeah, the 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 thought processes I'm sure the same. Maybe just correct. Use different lingo. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. That's one thing I love about you is you're always reading an interesting book. Yeah, and then some of that stuff comes from like my wife's grandfather passed away, and all of his books I somehow accumulated, and I've I kind of work through them slowly. Um, mm-hmm. And I've really enjoyed it because it's just you can look back and I just read a book a couple of years ago about Bob Knight. And right now I'm, I'm reading a Tom Brokaw, Brokaw book, The Greatest Generation. It's, it's really amazing to read about all these guys that were in the war that after the war, they became just ordinary men in society. And yeah. They accomplished um, great things. That's so cool how you, you inherited his collection. I know I one time, for some reason or another, I think, I don't remember who I was with, but I spent a long weekend at a cabin and, you know, you're in the middle of nowhere with no service. And I like to read and I picked up just this random book off the shelf. I'll never, I don't remember what it's called, but it was about the French resistance during world war two. Mm-hmm. And you just read about high level or high character individuals doing what they thought is right. You know, and if you can relate that to anything in your life, but that's, I bet you there's a lot of cool books in that collection. That's cool. Yeah. And so, it, it, well, that's actually one book, but every chapter, they're only like four or five pages it's about a different guy. And you're like, hmm. when you get done, you're like, I want to be that guy. Oh, what can I So our good friend Joey said, uh, he said a quote from Zig Ziglar, you know, like, why is, why, you know, why, why, why is motivation so hard? You know, why doesn't it last? And Zig Ziglar said, you know, it, it doesn't, motivation doesn't last and neither does bathing. That's why I recommend it daily. (laughs) So, I mean, you getting to read, you know, those books about just awesome people that make you want to be all you can be. That's, you know, essential to you continuing on your journey. Yeah, it is. And, and then there's, there's all sorts of tons of business books out there. I mean, Pretty much everyone I read, I I get something from. But the biggest thing that's helped me from being a non-reader to because I was never a reader until after my son was born. He's nine mm. now, and mm. the biggest thing that taught me how to be a reader 
was I gave myself permission that if a book sucked, I put it down. I don't have to finish it. Oh, that's so hard. <laughs> but once you do it, <laughs> so it's so hard. <laughs> so. You're talking to Mr. Check the Box over here. Like, oh, man. <laughs> sometimes when you're trying to check that box, it either motivates you to get through it or it stunts your mm. So you're yeah. trying to stunt it. It's starting to tell you, like, hey, I can't pick up a book because I know I have to finish that one first. That's when you need, just need to, it's not for you. It's okay. Not everybody's for everybody. Everybody, Curtis just said, if you don't like the book, it's okay. You don't have to finish it. No one's judging you. Just put it back to the shelf. Donate it to Goodwill. Bring it to one of the local uh, little libraries that you see on mailbox posts in your neighborhood. Just let it go. Especially if you're not a reader and you want to be a reader. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great piece of advice, Curtis. No, so I, I don't try to read a ton of books. I'm, I I used to have kind of high lofty goals. And now, like, my land somewhere between 13 and 20. I'm pretty happy. Mm. Mm. That's good. Uh, that's, that's, that's good. real good. Curtis, um, <clears throat> Really, uh, really appreciate you uh, taking the time to uh, chat with us. Um, before before we get out of here, where can um, our followers link up with you, or where would you like them to link up with you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I uh, I am on Facebook, Curtis Larson, Curtis C, um, and then I am on Instagram, Curtis W Larson. I'd say those are the two places I'm most active. If you want to see funny things that I find in houses, uh, Instagram. Yeah, I can, I can attest to that. He's got to, he's got, he, he's got to get stuff. Good content <laughs> on there. Curtis, I got to, uh, I'm going to just second what Cooper said. Appreciate you pouring into us. You're a wise man. And, uh, every time I talk to you, you say good stuff. So thank you. I really appreciate it. No, I, I really appreciate you guys having me on and, uh, you guys are doing great things. Keep moving forward. Thanks, Curtis. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you, Curtis. Thank you. Bye. Hey, everyone. So we just got done interviewing Curtis Larson, uh, who is a home inspector. Um, I, I took away uh, quite a bit, uh, Caleb. Uh, so one thing... I, t- I took away is uh, just being able to build a team around you because mm. uh, because you can only do so much on your own. Um, <clears throat> you know, he talked about thinking big and, uh, you know, when you think about the most successful corporations, uh, businesses in the world, they have multiple employees. Um, just being able to replicate yourself, you know, duplicate yourself that he said. So that was, that was huge. I'm, I really like that. And then, um, you know, hearing his story too, I, I really was picking up on the, the law of attraction. Um, you know, he talked about, um, always looking for opportunity, you know, keeping the doors open and just naturally things, came into him or, or, or came, um, to him, you know, because he was looking for opportunity. Mm -hmm. Um, so that, yeah, so those were, those were two things, um, you know, that I thought was, was, uh, was good. 
That was good. No, you, you bring up phenomenal points. I took – I know Curtis super well. Yeah. But even like just, you know, sitting down and interviewing him, I was definitely able – to get some good takeaways. Um, you know, the fact that people called him out of the blue and it grew his business. I mean, how isn't that the law of the attraction? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think I made a big deal about this during the podcast, but man, do I have a problem? If I start a book, I feel guilty if I don't finish it. <laughs> and it, that is not smart. That is not smart. So I, you know, it's always courtesy of somebody I respect. So, yeah, if if he's doing it, I can do it. Gotcha, gotcha. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, he brought up a great point. Um, <clears throat> Cooper and I, our friendship is getting a little dicey as of late. You know, first it was him not ever reading Rich Dad Poor Dad. Now, now I find out he's a Starbucks man. You know, so we're gonna work through our problems. Unbelievable. <laughs> we're gonna work through our problems. Unbelievable. Um, we're gonna read. We just want to. We just want to re let everybody know. We're gonna. We're gonna. I'm gonna reread Rich Dad Poor Dad probably for the third or fourth time. Uh, Cooper's gonna read it for the first time. He's gonna watch episode one of the Tiger King. I'm not. And, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> all jokes aside, we're gonna we're gonna read Rich Dad Poor Dad. And you know when we put out that episode, you know if you haven't read it, it's you gotta read it. Well, you gotta it's read it. So and- important. It's so funny because I was going to interrupt Curtis when we said books. I said, please don't say Rich Dad Poor Dad. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> and sure enough, it was the first one he said. So, um, you know, guys, if you're, listening, if you're listening to this podcast, like, please read that with us. I, re- I really feel that, um, you know, is a book that will really change your mind on, on how you see things in the world. Um, you could do that, or you could watch Tiger King. I mean, the the choice hey. is up to you. Um, but maybe you could read a couple of chapters, then watch Tiger King. You know, so um, coming from someone who's read it, it's the most important book. You know, you know. Let's let's say it's it's the most important book for your life outside of you know, you know whether you read the Quran, the Bible, whatever it is, right? Yeah. Like Rich Dad Poor Dad is the most important book you should be reading. Um. And we're, I'm excited to hear Cooper's top three, you know, his takeaways from that. I'm excited to hear about yours. And then, you know, I'm, I'm curious, sorry. I'm curious what I'm going to take away from it, rereading it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So hope you liked the episode. Uh, definitely hit up Curtis on his Instagram, Curtis Larson, or I think it's Curtis W. Larson. Um, he's, you never know what we're running into in the house. You just never know. And from the entertainment side, he also is always posting what he's reading. You know, so just uh, he's a good dude. You should follow him. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, just real quick, guys. Um, please try to uh, subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. Um, you know, we're on Spotify uh, or on iTunes. Um, I know those are the, the two big ones that people were bugging us about. So we are on those now. So please subscribe. Uh, leave a review. Give us a rating. Um, if you got any hate mail, put that in there too. Um, please, you know, me, me, me and, uh, Caleb have talked about, uh, having a whole episode dedicated to reading hate mail. So, uh, well, not a whole episode, like, a uh, a segment, you know, I think that will be funny, but anyways, but yeah, just make sure you subscribe guys. Um, you know, any feedback is good feedback. You know, we're just trying to grow and, and make, you know, make sure we're bringing value to you guys every week. So.
That's all we got from That's that. shipbuilding. That's that. Shipbuilding with Cooper and Caleb signing off. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye.